repeat that. We're talking about uh, influence of uh, choreography from an uh, individual named Phil Tag, uh, Jabberwocky, yeah, so, uh, Bruno Mars. Go ahead, Marcus. So I'm not really, you know, just to give you guys background, whoever's listening, I'm not really like well-versed in dancing, but growing up watching, you know, my friend Ryan dance and being around some of the scene, like I, I remember like watching uh, even the Jabberwockies dance and I felt like when I watched them, I knew who choreographed the majority of the dances just based off of um, mainly like the little accents of hands, hands and head movement and the 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 moves of in, going in between in and out of like sounds or whatever, like the of the of the beat. And so I like I feel like and you know, like you can correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe this is just maybe this is because of a friend, but before the Jabberwockies did that, I didn't feel like I saw a lot of the hand gesture movements and the 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 head movements to a beat like that the same way. You know, like don't get me wrong, there was pop locking where people would like whatever, but how Phil did it was different than pop locking per se. You know, um, but it was definitely to the accents of certain parts of a song. You know, um, I, I mean, asking you as a, a, a person who used to dance, what, what do you think is my, I guess, observation? Would you think that I'm pretty close to what I've seen? Or I think. <clears throat> as somebody you know you watch the show and like i was saying off camera you you've seen you know the early parts of the development of the at least that era of you know his tenure as leader of the group and presenting his artistry so you kind of saw you know it in its raw form so like i said to see it and those things you pointed out i mean you know obviously from every dancer to every dancer choreographer there's always going to be unique you know, things, skills, sets, uh, you know, types of movements, types of actual moves that they make, choreography, mm-hmm. you know, song selection, all types of stuff factor in. Um, yeah, I would say those two things, uh, at least in my observation, uh, I would agree with. There was a lot of very innovative, like, just the amount of, you know, they set the standard, you know, quite high. Uh, and I could, I could agree with you on, I think a lot of that uh, influence was from, uh, you know, Phil, but obviously the group dynamic is unique in its own way. So those inner workings are probably a little more intricate, but definitely, yeah. you know, on final play and you could kind of see things. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, it's just crazy uh, that you, you're able to notice that, you know, just as an observer, because it is entertainment at the end of the day. So even if I didn't dance and let's just say you just saw it for what it was, uh, you wouldn't necessarily be able to, you know, maybe link it back, you know, to a time before but you could just notice like yo man that hand and head movement stuff is i've never seen anything like that and yeah, that's it, what i think people forget about dance because you know it always changes and that's just and it, it's weird it, it always changes but even when i watch it now it's just like it's just like there's a lot of elements from that group that are now added into a lot of dance right now at least uh, whatever we call it, contemporary, modern, hip-hop, dance, whatever. I, I, I don't know the proper term. I don't even know the term. I'm, in the world. I, I'm not in the world as much as some other people. But, um, yeah, there's just, like, certain things that I watch. And it was funny because after that show, it was just – it started to started to seem like most people were just trying to be a carbon copy of them. You know, and that, that's not usually what happens. Like, you know, someone samples a beat and just like, okay, now we're all sampling a beat. You know, at one point you had Just Blaze and Kanye running at a sample beat game that were the big time people. 
you knew just blaze by the drums and patterns and you knew kanye by the other parts you know usually at that time the beginning stages kind of he had like congos all the time you know and, and more of the higher pitched chipmunk sound you know gonna be gonna be gonna be you know like stuff like that Sped up yeah the Sped BPM, up, speed yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, see, so, that's that's a good analogy. Maybe that's why you're able to identify it, just because I think it's all encompassing. You see it in music, and then dancing is kind of like performing the music, just not singing it. You're actually showing it. You know what I'm saying? You you know what's weird with what I think as well was that I knew sometimes you can tell who's the choreographer based off of who does the moves the smoothest too. And I always kind of knew which one was which. And I kind of like, I just, you know, I was like, I just, I, and I could be wrong, but I instinctively felt that Phil was the unsung hero of that group. It was like the one that kind of did a lot of things that was like, kind of put, was a glue of a lot of things going on. Now, I don't know everything that goes on, but that's, that's what I always felt, you know? Uh, and not usually like the main dancers used in the front too. And he was mostly in the front. I mean, also because of height, but you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, for sure. So it was, it was, it, it, but it was definitely interesting and a great thing to, to, to catch up and, and see him in person and, and see him kind of like uh, give back to as well. And an event that happened over the weekend and, um, and I'm excited to see what he decides to do, you know, and this is new journey, you know. Um, it's just, it, it's weird, you know, actually, let me, let me back up and say, okay, so it's going to be a year as of tomorrow, right? Whoever's listening to this, as of tomorrow, it'll be a year since I got the transplant, right? Ooh. The kidney transplant. And then as I, as I seen this, I, I, I don't know if people believe in a higher power or whatever goes on or you know, I, I don't know, but it seems like in the last year or two, there's just been people that comes back and round into your life. And it's like giving it another chance, another go at, like, at least for me, it started to feel like there's another go at being able to repair relationships or go for, or improve on relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, well, we left off here. Where are we going to go now? You know? let's improve this or go further. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's ever felt that way for you, but it seems like people will disappear and then all of a sudden pop out of nowhere. Like what in the world, you know, back into your life. But that's what I feel like in the last year, especially the last, last two years, but especially in the last year. Um, and so see, and seeing him and being able to talk to him. And even though like I haven't talked to him in almost what was it 2007 when they did that right that show yeah i want to say i want to say like you know 2005 2006 and then you know um haven't really talked to him for almost 15 years now right almost almost but when i was talking to him it wasn't like 15 years past he he didn't remember (laughs) like he didn't it was like he didn't he 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 didn't know who i was you know Mm -hmm. so that was that was cool but definitely definitely excited to see what he goes and what's the next level for his journey in his life and whatever goes on, yeah. you know, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's an exciting time though. I feel like for us, even, even when the, the economy is like all jacked up, the world's going crazy. I feel like there's this weird, exciting thing that's about to pop off. 
it's just great. It's just great energy. I think just being able, like the stuff you mentioned, just being able to reconvene and, you know, get together, whether if it's for, you know, long period, short period, um, you know, blimp in the radar. I think the older I get kind of what you were saying earlier about, you know, when a year elapses the last two years, it felt like, you know, the characters that are coming back to the fold, <clears throat> you know, could pose, you know, the more, more repairing or more growth, uh yeah and as i get older i start to think about that i think just because of the way i see things now it's like this is a i'm the character in the game and this isn't by happenstance like these people are entering the game because there is something that's supposed to happen i don't know what but it feels exciting as long as i kind of keep on trying to you know maintain that energy or at least trying to identify it a little um a little more better i guess and try to stay within that you know as they say, pocket. Um, yeah. You know, with individuals, because as it gets older too, we realize that, you know, obviously time is of the essence, all the cliche stuff. And we have to look at each other like, yeah, these moments are very cool. Um, and when time elapses, it's like, I don't know where the time went, man, but uh, what's up? Like, I'm here, I'm me, let's do something or something and it could be sustained and it could be long, like kind of what we have going, or it could be really short lived. Like, Hey, you know, I just able to visit and that's ding, ding, ding. That's at least like three, five years. Like, Oh, it's a good time. Like, you know, that's just kind of our timing system, you know, and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Like I, I like that. And uh, yeah, I identify with that as well. You know, I think that uh, I tried, I'm, I'm trying to be better at, at doing that. Uh, I think, you know, kind of our spark and kind of being able to, you know, f like uh, finesse this into, you know, this this nice run. Um, it's been really fun. You know, a lot of growth for myself. Um, some of the most important things in my life have gone on. So, and you're just right there. and We're doing this shit weekly. Like, oh, this is, it really feels like Wayne's World or some weird shit like we're doing. <laughs> like yeah just getting together and just because yeah. the world don't exist outside of us it feels like we're just playing basketball all over again like i couldn't tell you what the fuck was actually going on in the world during you know fifth sixth seventh eighth grade or some shit it was just about hooping and girls and hip-hop like that's all like that's all yeah. it was about uh, or, or uh it'd be a lot of 95s you know what hey, i'm saying hey. <laughs> when i came out hey what team did you use what team did you use I don't even remember. Maybe Orlando, but at one point I started using the Warriors because I was like, oh, I, so I, I, I remember, I remember like using, uh, I think, was it Billy Owens? Owens oh, Owners, Billy Owens! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it was like something about the team I actually enjoyed in the game, even though they weren't ranked really high. I was like, you know, these guys are actually good, you know. And I wanted to say, no, I think Chris Webber was already gone by that time. No, he was in that game. But I mean, like, I don't know if he was on the Warriors though. Because he, he uh, only oh, stay at the Warriors for like Owens. a year. Yeah, he, not he with Billy stay at the Warriors Owens, like a, a year or so or something like that. Yeah. Um, One year. God damn it. Fucking the Warriors. Like a year and a half or something like that. No, it's literally a year because that's when he fucking him and uh, what's his face? Don Nelson wasn't feeling it because he was trying to play uh, power forward. And Nelson was like, no, I need you to play center, homie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that and like, that's uh, funny. It's, I, I like that you said that because remember, I think, I think a couple of podcasts ago I said, I said Chris Webber was the beginning of the prototypes of power force that we know now. You know, and I wanted to say he was the beginning stage of that. People like, well, not people, but I like, even though he, he wasn't Dirk Davidsky or sometimes Kevin Garnett, I think it was the beginning of someone who was like above six, eight, 
being a power forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 not like a tw- we had other people like the Twin Towers, but usually it was like two two centers or you know Chocolate Thunder is like really, but like one that was mobile, active, pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, very agile. Could pass. Um, could pass. Can dribble. Handle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Uh, uh, a a, so, a solid, a solid, uh, you know, elbow jumper. I mean, and I could be wrong because I actually, you know, as I say that, that might have been Karl Malone. No, but, that elbow jumper. It was more top of the key. Malone had that elbow jumper. I think uh, Weber yeah. had that top of the key. He extended his range late in the game because his knees were fucked up. So he had that yeah. nice like 17 footer and shit, like 16, 17 footer from the top. That was like mm-hmm. classic because you know, like him and Divac together were crazy they would average at least like seven seven almost seven eight assists a game together how yeah. crazy is that like that offense is dope like shouts out to rick adelman and uh you know steve or uh what pat carrell or pete carrell was that who it was uh princeton offense backdoor shit oh man day. i, I want to say it's pete carrell but i, I don't yeah uh, pete, well pete carrell pete carrell i feel like is the usc guy, yes but it was, yeah it was but it was carrell guys, old like, dude Anyways, yeah. that that offense, that 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 Princeton offense shit, I think, that backdoor stuff, like that, that was a cool brand of basketball. But I was a Weber fan, de facto Kings fan. That's why I was like, I'm not torn. I'm really a Golden State fan, but I fucking loved Weber when we got him because it was like, oh shit. In Penny Hardaway, I was like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Like three shooting guards, which I was yeah. like, I was I was cool with. But then. Right for Chris Webber, I was like, "Oh shit, we got Chris Webber." It, oh. it was a fleece moment, though. It was a fleece moment. When you look back at it, the Orlando well, yeah. Magic fleeced them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because they always would a penny, but they're like, "Ah, oh, we're gonna do that and then fleece fleece the whole pet and and switch it out." You know? It's crazy. Um, but yeah, because I remember, yeah, because Magic was my team for sure. You know, yeah. I was a penny. I was a penny and Shaq fan, but I always so liked good. the Lakers. Always loved the Lakers, but it was like even more convincing when yeah. when Shaq went. I was like, okay. But, oh, you must um, have been fucking juiced. It was a mixture, right? Because I like I like Penny Hardaway was. Oh, you're. I love ma- I love Magic, right? I was I was a Magic fan, right? And I love yeah, the yeah. Lakers, but this was the time I'm living in Sacramento. Actually, let me take that back. I was a basketball fan. Lakers was my favorite team. I I also liked. The Kings. I just like basketball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so true. I didn't really yeah. care, but Besides. mainly the Lakers were my my team. Right? It wasn't like it wasn't where it became like a a, a visceral hate into like like the Cowboys. You know, yeah, it's the Cowboys, <laughs> and you know ninety six, ninety seven, or whatever. All the bandwagon that time. And shit. Of of the Lakers or of the Kings? No, the Kings. Yeah. So because I was like, I, you know, I lived in Sacramento, and in bat, there was a basketball team. I'm like, cool basketball, right? Oh yeah, Wayne uh, Tisdale, was, fucking Bobby Simmons, all the motherfuckers. I, I, I didn't like love the Kings, but I didn't hate them. You know what I'm saying? I, I was like, it was like more like, hey, there's a team I liked. Oh, at one time, um, Spud Webb was on the team, which was one yeah. of my favorite players. Just because, Hell yeah, the dunk contest, dunk it again, and it gave me hope and belief that you can do certain things, right? That was probably and my so favorite like, first Kings player for real. That full time. Yeah, and then and then so you you watch and enjoyed it, and but it was like like I said, I liked Magic, man. I didn't. There wasn't a lot of teams that I absolutely hated, other than maybe the Bulls. Uh, <laughs> and I was, it was like weird because like the only time I rooted for the Bulls was when they played against Utah, you know. And I always <laughs> knew I liked, I, like Michael Jordan was good, right? And you watched them, but there was something like I just I was like, I just wanted to like vote for other people, you know. Yeah. But anyway, 
It went back. So it was it was Penny, right? Because Penny was reminding me of Magic Johnson. At one time, I thought they like I thought they named Orlando Magic after Magic Johnson because that's how great he was. That's how that's what I thought when I was younger. Um, I thought so too. But but then you realize it's pretty much tied to Disney. But it's not Disney, but it is. You know, yeah, just kind of tailgating off of that uh, that good yeah. branding out there. Mm-hmm. That was a good team, though. That was a highly sought out team, man. Like uh, O'Neill and Penny coming off of blue chips. How crazy is that? They were trying to make Orlando the new LA and shit. They really were. And then, and then like, you know, and that was a a solid short lived run, you know, because, you know, Shaq got his fills and Nick Anderson didn't hit those free throws now. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's where, that's the crazy part, right? Like it was, you know, uh, I was talking about mental awareness. Like, I think it's weird where a certain thing can happen and you cannot recover for it, right? Nick Anderson, I want to say before that year, was a 70 to 80% free throw shooter, right? That fool was fucking Clay Thompson. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, he he couldn't hit these shots, right? And never was the same. Was never the same um, from shooting free throws. He was a knockdown, like, at that time, I remember him, and, I, you know, obviously our memory could be different, but like I remember him being a, a fairly solid shooter, right? Like almost a almost a three and D because oh. he oh, still yeah. got what well, dealt not dealt three D and could Dennis, Dennis Scott was it Dennis Dennis Scott right? Three mm. D can dunk right like in 92, 17 points ninety three sixteen points I had to look it up right. It was nice. uh, okay, he was he wasn't you know that year that year uh, ninety four ninety five he was shooting. 41% from three that year. Ooh, right? that's what I'm saying. D Scott was around that percentage too. Oh, I was I was dead wrong. He wasn't really that good of a free throw shooter. He was a 70% shooter. One year uh, he was 74, 62, but I just uh, remember after that, he just like he disappeared on the face of the earth. He he disappeared from the 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 shots that mattered. You know, what that's I'm saying? tough, man. That's the, he was they were young too. That was a young team. You're talking about, you know, Nick young. Anderson was like 27, maybe like in his prime like years, right? Or maybe even younger. And then you have Penny, Man, you have what, Dennis Scott, and then you have Shaq, and then I think that was the Horace Grant run, or was that? It, but after, oh yeah, you had the you had the Horace Horace Grant as well came over because that was another issue, right? Because Horace Grant left the Bulls, yep, and, and then he got yeah, they and he got like cheered off, and that's I mean when you look at the Orlando Magic at that time, that was a solid, solid ass team, you know. It, it was crazy because I, I I felt like as I look at Nick Anderson's stats. When we're a kid, it seemed like he was a way better than what the stats. <laughs> so yeah. it's funny what you remember, right? Yeah. Like, like I thought he was, yeah. I just remember him feeling like he was a good, solid player, you know? I think and, because and at the time, like, the Orlando Magic was, like, the team of the for the NBA. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's imagine, all right, who's kicking it in, uh, you know, jersey sales? Oh, Orlando got noise. All right, let's bump them up to prime time. Let's get them coverage. So then their story's on display. You know, they go deep into it. Yeah. This is Ahmad Rashad over here hanging out with Nick Anderson at his house. Like, oh, shit, we're getting, like, you know, the story now. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. then, and then it leads up to the breakup and then, you know, the finals and then how it all falls apart. And You know, it's just shit like that. I was like, damn, that is a story that, you know, one of those what if things. Sorry, you know, I... I I'm wrong. I, I looked at it wrong. It, he was solid. Look, so I, I looked at it wrong. He, he shot 19 in 91, 92, 19 points a game, 92, 93, 19 points a game, mm-hmm. 93, 94, 15, 15, 
then after that was like uh 95 96 14 points a game then it started dwindling down because i was like because i was looking at dennis scott and um and dennis scott was like he was a 40 percent three point shooter Ooh, that's what i'm saying that yeah. team was built dude yeah nicely and but yeah what else did they have on there though like Oh, like on the bench, oh, Scott Scott Skiles, right? Scott Skiles, yeah, that was one of my first like basketball cards. I think that was like from a new pack of. Uh, it was those. It was that basketball card where there wasn't even a, a a border. It was just the whole card was just the action picture. You know what I'm saying? And it was Scott Skiles and shit it had like goal writing. And then I remember he was oh, in yeah. NBA Jam, and I was like, "This fool can shoot threes. This was yeah. a new Mark Price." Scott, yeah, right. That's Good crazy. Time. Just look. Good time. But yeah, time. I was I was a huge Orlando fan, and you know, like even now they're, they're talking about releasing the the penny, the first penny shoes, and yeah. I'm just like, like I I put I already put it in my head. It was like if if I can't get them, I'm getting them on StockX. I don't care. That's Man. how much I want them. That's how Isn't bad. Isn't that how like, crazy how they're doing that to us? How do they do this to us? I, well, it's like that. Like, here's the thing. Like, all the other shoes, I'll be like, "Fuck it, I don't. I'll wait. I don't give a shit." Right? Uh, but the pennies and what it mean, means to me is like, uh, I, I guess I got to. Are you getting the I original get color? You're talking about the one. The one I'm that trying you to get had, the right? black. If they if they have the black and blue ones, I'm getting those. Is that the one you had? The first one with the big ass, yes. uh, like whale like side, and then the blue Nike symbol. Yeah. Yes, oh, I yes. love those shoes. Those are so dope. Oh my god, so dope, bro! Like, mm. oh, what's the? Ooh, okay, when do they? When do they drop? Uh, well, they pushed them back, but I think they're gonna come out in August. Okay. Oh man. See, to me, the NBA got smart. I think that uh, you you know, we were talking about uh, winning time, and you know, when David Stern kind of we, we alluded to that idea of like uh, NBA being mm-hmm. like you know TV drama series in a way, and then for him to in the '90s, you know, be able to have, you know, like kind of that run, you know, especially uh, post Michael, like what the fuck they gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then to have you know Orlando Magic be this promising, you know, uh, duo and you know, on the verge of, you know, championship, like, Oh shit. Like they about to be a young ass team that wins. And, and then it just all falters. And then, you know, jealousy kicks in injuries kick in. Uh, and then from there, it seems like, okay, cool. We could use that storyline again. Stefan Marbury, Kevin Garnett, like, damn, this is, and this is now become a classic Dude, story. I remember I moved the wait. No, because there were a rookie that one year, and I remember like yeah, we were excited. And then when I moved away, we were still keeping in contact. Mm. Actually, it's funny because I still remember when I moved away and I called you on your birthday. Like, you remember my birthday? I was like, yeah, it was yeah. close to my mom. I want to say it was in September. Yeah. I, I still remember it's in September. I won't say the date for people listening, but okay. but anyway, there you go, that's um, my guy, right? Uh, but I remember calling you saying you still remember. But we would, we would hit each other up like, yo, like I'm so excited for Minnesota, bro, like. Oh yeah, Barnett and and Marbury. Dude. The future of this is gonna oh, be so nasty. Oh, and then God. it blew up like in a year, year later or something. Uh, it wasn't. I, yeah, I don't even think they played more than a season together. There, there were times where I'm like, I think Stephon Marbury might be better than Allen Iverson as a Ooh. point guard, man. Dude, as coming out, guard, that was a debate, bro. That was a big debate. Like he was bigger, stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was but nice like, it. like, you know, as a point guard, I liked him more. And then, and then it turned into something different. And it was like, well, you can't outdo Iverson how Iverson does it, you know? Mm, yeah, that's true. Like, oh man, Steph, man. But I mean, to be honest, his credit, his legacy is amazing. Just his whole story right. is like, what? <laughs> right. Who would like, ever like, thought? Arguably, I guess because he doesn't have enough um, accolades. He doesn't, he's not a Hall of Fame player. But when you look at like what he's done out throughout his career, 19 points a game and, and 7.6 assists, that's a solid-ass career. Man, to me, fuck the Hall of Fame. NBA don't fucked up like that. That they should have did was just accept the game as a whole and Steph Marbury be like top five for sure. Just because of well, it, at the time and one, so he got credit in both worlds at that time. And before that, he was yeah. a phenom. He was in Slam Magazine, same, that same section uh, that I, I found out about Kobe. It was Stefan Marbury talking about it. Then he signs with Georgia Tech, has one year, kills it at Georgia Tech. But then there's rumors from, oh, dude, they were all supposed to sign at Fresno State or some shit. And they're all supposed to play for Tarkanian and, you know, or, or whatever the rumors were of how they were supposed to already play in college. So then when they got in the NBA, it was like, oh, shit, they about to link up. Because I think Marbury was coming from uh, Minnesota, oh, no, no, Milwaukee at the time, right? Didn't he get drafted yeah, by it Milwaukee? Was, it was a draft trade from Milwaukee. Yep. I forgot who went oh. first. I want to say, I want to say, it was Ray Allen got fit, picked first? And it was a mm-hmm. trade. Yep, exactly. And it's actually funny now you think about it because <laughs> yeah, the trade and that, and then Ray Allen actually started ended up playing with Kevin Garnett, which is a mm-hmm. later down the road, which is that whole story of things coming back as. Yep. But anyway, um, but that's the theme of the show, man. That is so funny because the story, if you follow the NBA like that through the, the times, it's like, yeah, that is interesting. Like, imagine uh, Ray Allen goes on to be known uh, as the New York, you know, basketball player through a Spike Lee joint. And then Marbury yeah. is the New York guy that ends up in Minnesota and then only to seek fame and fortune his own route and, you know, breaks up something. Who knows what him and Garnett could have been, man. It- and then doesn't get the love from New York people because he oh, hell no. do well, right? From his own people. It's, it's really, I mean, it's, although Westbrook is a Hall of Famer, it's really kind of like what, what Westbrook is going through as, as a Laker, though. Now, I mean, part of it, like, as much as I do, like, Westbrook, part of it for Westbrook is kind of deserved when you, when you, like, talk and all that trash and you're not really backing it up. But, and I, and I love Westbrook, man, but mm-hmm. come on, dude. But, nice. Yeah, like, but even, but even so, because like, here's the thing. What the weird part about it is, right? If you have a, a European player that played your, you know, Euro ball, then come to a league, and you're one of the first ones to do it, then you get like Hall of Fame status, right? But then if you're Stefan Marbury, who went to China and became like this icon in China, right? Because it's basketball Hall of Fame, like icon in China, but then he's not going to get Hall of Fame status because of that. No, it's, it's just one of these weird it's one of these weird things like so how is it how is it how is it that someone can get overseas international hall of fame and it's not the top league top top league you know what i'm saying it doesn't make sense to me. yeah but the world does make sense at all that's true you know? too so that's why it's all opinion that's why when we say shit i'm like yo just that's what you feel I, like, I feel that way because i think about it like he is co-signed by china he is co-signed by new york He's co-signed by all and one enthusiast. He's co-signed by the NBA. You can look at his stats. He puts up numbers. 
a lot of potential to yeah. his name. His story is amazing. You know what I'm saying? So no, yeah, no, Steph. That no was only big, other, man. like I mean, I mean, and arguably the greatest basketball player of all time mm. is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. When you look at historically and how like how he ran everything he touched, you uh, know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. Like from high school, he was a phenom. College was dominant, and then you know, like it wasn't no magic until he got like his four or five with him. Actually. No, he had five, so he had a total of six, which mm-hmm. most people forget because I didn't know before. Uh, the only person I remember hearing was Bill Bill uh, Bill Russell who had more than more than six, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Michael Jordan had six, and then it wasn't. I think it was like not until like maybe eight or eight or so years ago where I was like, I didn't even know Kobe had six rings because he had one at um, in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all time, as of right now, the all time all time scorer point score which is gonna be surpassed by LeBron James um most likely this year. Ooh, man. How many rings does LeBron got? Five? He has four. So oh, no he has four. Okay. Yeah. Um he still got like five years. That's left. where that's where people are like, you know, like, you know, they they're saying Curry's the better than LeBron because whatever. And that's hard. It's hard to say for me because like I'm gonna go I'm gonna rock with LeBron for sure. But it's different, right? Like Curry, Curry has a great team and can focus on one thing, right? And that's scoring. While when you're a great all-around person, they rely heavily for you to do everything, and it's just different, you know. It's not the and this is not the diminish. It might sound like it's diminishing Curry, but you have other people who fill in the gaps for Curry so he can do what he does best. Mm-hmm. Well, LeBron does, and maybe that's also his fault. LeBron does so much. That is weighed heavily on what he has to do, yeah. you know. And so Look, it's just, it's just, it's just different, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to know what LeBron's legacy is going to be, because um, when you look at him, to me, it just reminds me of the player I would make in an NBA, like create a player. Oh, right. 99 everything. <laughs> like, okay, cool. And then he plays, and then he does the stats, and it's like he does it for 20 years. At some point, you're like, I'm just going to do a different franchise. I just want more of a challenge. Not to say. You know, obviously, four rings to show, and you know that I think that's more team dynamic. But the player himself, like exactly, he's right? a ninety-nine player, like that's so crazy to me. And he's doing it in an advanced age, um, like we're yeah. seeing modern day greatness, like whatever the Kareem run was, like something to that degree. Um, I don't know, obviously different, just different positional, but in the idea that there's a guy that could really just dominate a game at any given moment, and his game has definitely uh, flourished into, you know, like the outside shot is nice. Like he knows how to distribute. It's his game is crazy. I'm just curious to know how people are going to really view him. Like, yo, what is this thing? Well, it's just, it's just, uh, we're, we're definitely in, and I don't, maybe it was always this way, but we're definitely in the age of like hating on people that are not Jordan. Right. Or just in general, like, I just don't understand what what more does he have to do in order for people to sit there and just like it's kind of like Tom Brady. Like, what more he has to do? Can we just shut up and not have to shit on him anymore? What more does LeBron have to do? He, he's he's uh, number two in all time scoring. You know, like oh, that's true. Like almost going on twenty years of the most consistent stat. When I say consistent stat, like 
you look at the stats, it's literally like 27, 7 to 7, 27, yeah. 7 to 7, 27, 7 yeah. to 7. Oops, had an off year, 25, 7 and 7. Yeah. Oh, had a really off year, 25, 10 assists and 7. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, 19 years, bro. Nine times. I feel like okay, that. Okay. Maybe it's this. From, maybe uh, it's this. Then. Maybe it's this. Okay. Who, who was before Jordan? Like in terms of popularity. I just think I, the only one I can think of is um, well, Magic and Bird, but before that was probably Dr. J. Okay, see, so that's where that's that, that's that's a that, a Jordan type player. I'll say that. Yes, but see, that's where the NBA isn't really watched yet. So I think where the Jordan shit comes in is because Jordan is the opposite of LeBron in the idea that he they both live in different like universes in the time of their. Mm-hmm careers you know like there's no social media uh different time for jordan uh then lebron okay lebron lives in a different totally different era you know and mm-hmm. played from high school basically right after high school on till now there's two different you know just kind of uh situations you know so that's why it's like lebron almost it's impossible to you know really overcome that shadow of jordan but mm-hmm. i think he'll be appreciated like way down the line yeah, like when you look at it, like he he's a like he's like so Michael Jordan is the greatest based off of like his grit to win all this other stuff. But like you said, if you were creating a a, a creative player, six nine point guard skills, yeah, built built almost like Shaq. Yeah. Like when like you know when people talk about who will win one on one, I'd be like if there was like if Shaq had to play someone one on one and like. I feel like LeBron could almost be everybody one on one in those little situations, right? And only say this because, right? He can play Shaq. Now Shaq will be will will post him down low, but it's not like not like LeBron doesn't have muscle, doesn't That's have true. athleticism. You know That's what I'm true. saying? That's true. Or he will take him off the dribble, right? Mm. LeBron, if if Curry like Curry would probably beat him because he would stretch to the three, but it's not like LeBron doesn't have solid defense where he is long and he, he's like, mobile. We've seen it even in the yeah. we've seen it in the uh, in the the finals where he was like, okay, let me just like Man. he wanted to embarrass Curry. There was yeah. that pick and roll where he had the matchup and would just whatever. And anytime Curry tried to get into the lane, he was blocking him. He made he got it. He took it personal. Which yeah, I want to see more of that at LeBron. Take it personal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That used to be the NBA. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean I, I I enjoy like you already know I enjoy that shit. Yeah, you know the mono mono uh, thing. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, I'm gonna guard their best player, like best player versus best player type shit, or you know at certain moments, but. Take NBA it personal, different. man. Like, I don't like, yeah. like, take it personal. Like, it, it, here's the thing. Like, I want to play, I'm going to play hard or whatever. But yeah, take it personal. Someone's trying to sit there and, because they're, if they're trying to go for your head, there's like, nah, no free lunch. I'm going to let you do any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, career, problem, career, career, career points, second. Career playoff points, number one. Career NBA playoff points, number one. Eesh. Career regular season and, and playoff, number one. Uh, this feels like it's the same thing. Yeah. Act, active points was well, the number one, so that's just, that's kind of stupid because that's like. Dumb. Yeah, I think LeBron is just gonna be. He has to be this guy. It's like the guy after the guy. It's like who's the second, you know, MLB player of all time? Black, you know, like oh, I don't know. Jackie Robinson is the first, but then people know that there's other people yeah. before that. So, but Jackie Robinson is the one. Jordan is just the time in the era. It just fit. NBA just, you know, was hitting on all cylinders. It was at an all-time high. You know, he was getting off buses, and they was following him like Michael Jackson. 
at least according to the way the media spun it, it was like, yo, man, this dude's the most recognized dude on the earth. Is yeah. that what we're saying? Like black Jesus for real? He didn't even say anything. He just won. But the NBA did an amazing job telling the story of Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? The minute that they oh, got yeah, in, like, yeah. oh, this is per. We have the perfect face of the company. We finally have the guy. And then after that, LeBron is the guy to you know kind of. I mean, you haven't had anything like, like that after that because you almost had Kobe in the mm. rape trial. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But even then, I never even thought that Kobe was, in my opinion, you know, God rest his soul, R.I.P. to you know Black Mamba. But I feel like for a very long time he was overlooked by people. Because oh, yeah. if it wasn't if it wasn't Allen Iverson, you know what I'm saying, for a while, then you had then you had uh, half man, half amazing. Yeah. Right? Because for a while people were enjoying him. Oh, I even forgot not even just half man, half amazing. You had T Mac who oh, was scoring yeah. more than him. T-Mac right? Was, was going off. Right. And then and then then you had this guy, this kid come out of Akron, Ohio, called LeBron James, mm-hmm. which is the chosen one, right? Mm-hmm. Then for a short time, he even had D Wade be outshined. Never got MVP, but outshined yeah. him for a while, you know? Yeah. So to me, it's like like Kobe didn't get his respect until he was almost well, it was twenty. Uh, it was ten years in the league, so because he came in in '96, it wasn't until pretty much 2000 eight nine or something where people were finally like okay yeah he's the man you know well but because even then, he always he had help one, yeah he only had one mvp you know yeah. what i'm saying mm-hmm. so and and be, you know like when he changed the number to 24 going to be better than jordan it was all these other things yeah yeah see but this is where the nba the cast of characters is especially in those eras uh, like, dude, very interesting because a lot of it's just gonna have to compare to, you know, Jordan, and it sucks uh-huh. because it's like that's the era that we know until you know be, until LeBron becomes the status. That's why you're gonna start seeing like we always talk about. Oh, seven foot three handle can shoot uh, from half court. Uh, Euro yeah, step yeah. from the other side. Like, oh, okay. Check this out. <laughs> I don't even know if he's still on the team, but if you look at if you look at all time NBA. Scores right, uh, right. Technically, the top four were all Lakers, of right? Course. Right. You have Cream, LeBron. Technically, Karl Malone because he broke it, but he was still sure. playing for the Lakers yeah. when he started adding more than Kobe Bryant, right? Yep. Uh, then Michael Jordan, Dirk Nowitzki. Then the seventh, right? Mm. Wilt Chamberlain. Jeez. That's that's almost. So you have one, two, three, four. Five in the top ten Lakers, mm. right? And then you go a little bit down. You go to you didn't go to the tenth. Oh, who's that? Shaquille O'Neal. Ah, man. Now, now, now check this out too. It was like, okay. So who's eleventh, right? Carmelo Anthony, who's oh, a Laker. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, man. It's like it's good for the NBA, man. To be honest, it's just I think it's finally just a lean into it. Just be that team, you know. Well, well, have the fans part, that die hard. Is, uh, what's good? What's good for the NBA? You think? 
oh, like big market teams fucking being, you know, fucking who they're supposed to be. Like right now in baseball, New York is fucking killing it. Both teams are fucking dominating. And then in the West, yeah. Dodgers are the number one in the league. That's what fucking brings excitement to all these sports is you get your big market motherfuckers. You put the stars in there. You get the fuck. You become the beast. Your fan base will love you die heartily because it's like, yo, we win championships and everybody else is going to hate you just as much. And that's when you're driving the league well because everybody's trying to take you down. And that's what's the good shit. About I, 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 thriving. I always joke around and tell people, I always joke around and tell people the NBA's best when the Lakers are either really good or god awful like they were. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the like because yeah, it gives often. the NBA to talk about, right? Yeah. It gives usually it's better. It's better when they're good. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like because yes. there's a hate. There's a reason yeah. to watch. When like, they ah, suck, nobody right. watches because <laughs> yeah. the fan base ain't really in like that. And then people who hate on them is like, man, we have nobody else to hate. Yeah, fuck the NBA. Yeah. NBA sucks. You need the villain. It's the it's the classic Batman Joker shit. It's like, yo, man, Keith, you need, need the Joker alive, man, because without him, I ain't Batman. So this must yo, go on. Check this out. What's crazy is uh, uh, Rus- Russell Westbrook is 35 in all-time scoring. There you go. Russell Westbrook, I mean, there's stories. This is all-time. So so if you, if you just did only NBA, he's, he's 30. Mm. Uh, three ex OKC players are in the top thirty. Hey, OKC had it, bro. There were, I mean, as far as raw talent, they were they definitely drafted better than the Warriors per se. Like as far as like, you know, like yeah. three MVPs out of that that draft, like those drafts, you know. Yeah, you got to get a specific type of like set of players to you know meld together that's got to be so crazy to like manage egos because like the okc thing was interesting because you got three dudes that essentially could you know handle their own team obviously but at the time you're like how do you manage that when they're on the same team and uh, who knows that's always going to be one of them debated stories like yo did sam Presti fuck that up and just didn't give harden what he deserved at that time but then it's hard because he was you know playing six man and they just you know what was it they just didn't want to give him the extra money like who knows but i love the idea of what that could have ever been you know and serge Ibaka fucking getting his yeah game. no oh, the, that team was yeah to so even reggie jackson people forget like he was on that team too jackson. like when you look so many people on that team that was that was good, right? And so, yeah, um, I mean, maybe it was hard though. It was one of those situations like, well, Westbrook at the time looked pro- more promising with him with Durant because of his defense abilities, athleticism, his veracity to the game, yeah. you know. Uh, now, uh, I mean, I like West, I just I like Westbrook, so it's just there's just I'm just gonna leave it at that, you know, like I like. Like his game better, better Harden or Westbrook. It's hard to say because, like you know, one person, one person had four years of average and triple double. You know what I'm saying? True. So I mean, all three of them you you could build around. I think that's kind of like the 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 kicker. I think the thing that makes you know like the Golden State situation unique is because the two players that are, you know, kind of corner or the three players are cornerstones. They're not really their skill sets are so unique, like the dynamic is strange amongst them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, two... They're not taken away from each other. No, you know exactly. Saying? Yeah, where the, the OKC situation, or like any situation where you get really just, you know, drafted for talent or, you know, development could go any other way. Just the OKC thing in specific is like, damn, that is crazy because not enough ball to go around. 
to you know satisfy that. Not to say that was their goal at the time, but you know they're coming into a situation where damn contracts are going to be up. Like you know, it's all incentive based. You know, you get yeah. your you get your pay, you get your numbers, man. Like that's really what it is, and that is the NBA in a lot of ways. And I think it's just depending on what side of the career you're on you'll be on whatever team. That's why when you see those veteran teams stock up, it's like, it's cool to see because you're seeing a lot of, you know, talent coming together. Like, you know, the Lakers, when they do that from time to time, you know, become the 35 and older team. It's cool to see because you're just yeah. seeing everybody kind of grab a Lakers jersey. It's it's kind of in tradition in a way now where, you know, uh, that's the ride, especially if the Lakers are going strong. You're like, yo, I'm about to sign that fucking one year. What's up? Let's go. Where you going? The Lakers play out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, when GP got on there, Malone, I was like, oh, I hated man. it, but I was like, that's cool. I, I love it. I was like, yo, that's dope, though. You know, they're, they're going to go get theirs. Like, yo, they never had one, and best place to do it. Bruh, I'm like, bruh, like, and I, when you say that, like, I already feel the visceral anger at that time. One, because I was about to go in the Navy, and I was just like, how they lose? And then two, before that, like, not before that, but was like, I still, I still remember being at, uh, a particular person's house, right? We're watching me, you, Marjani. I think Dave was there watching the Kings and Lakers, mm. right? And I'm a Laker fan, and all you guys were talking shit to me that I was like, I was just like getting heated, bro. Yeah, I was like, oh, and I hate it because there's nothing I can control. And I remember, I want to say it was that game where it was the halftime Samaki Walker shot, right? Okay. Yeah, and then I was when the Lakers came back and won that game because I remember that, and I and I came over because I, I I came over during the lunch break because I was working at a roundtable, and I think afterwards we I came back to, to finish the rest of the game, and I, when I saw it win, I came back just to talk shit. <laughs> but that was that is that was like the visceral That's, anger part yeah. where I was like. Where where like I had I had a I had a, a no I I don't think I had it, but I was going to get a. Uh, a Laker flag, and one of the people I worked with was like, "You get a Laker flag, I'll break it off your car." And I said, "You fucking do that, I'll <laughs> kick your ass." Like I was heated. I was like, "Don't you ever touch my shit." Like yeah. it's one thing to be like, you know, you, once you start talking, touching like individual stuff, I'm fighting. You know what I'm saying? It's it's always been my thing. Like I don't, I won't mess with your car. I won't do that stuff. You you're gonna break my flag because I'm a Laker fan? You're trash. See, you know what I'm saying? People are just strange like that. Fans and now, and now, fans I, and now I have to go get a bat and ex escalate the issue. You know what I'm saying? See, all all <laughs> LA fans are like that. <laughs> I have to escalate. Oh, the I want to escalate issue, the situation. Like, I, be on top. Know, like, hey man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is the Laker way. Want, it's all good. You, yeah, I think it's just a lot of people's ways. Like, don't you dare! Like, okay, now you forced me to do this. You know. It's just strange, but see, that's a good job by the NBA to really. It's 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 like wrestling, bro. It's just you get a draw, it, whatever it is that is the characters that play, the drama, however it plays out. It's just good TV, man, and it gets you riled up. It's strange. That's like some energy transfer shit. It's good though, because yeah. you know that was some real energy. Like you, you the excitement at a game. You've been in a whole bunch of games. You know when it gets like that. That atmosphere is so like etherical it's it's crazy it's so consuming especially if it's a close game or you feel you've been to those fucking games where you're like oh shit standing up cheering it's like that's some magical shit you know and the fact that they're able to convey that you know even through fucking television and you know we're bought in like that we're sinking in like yo oh this is i'm a 
you know, everybody has allegiance like that. It's cool. I was literally talking to another friend about like, I was like, why, like, why do we, because it was talking about Vince McMahon retiring, right? Oh, we all know. We, and and then I forgot what the term was, but it's when, when, you know, you're supposed to sustain a belief that wrestling is real, even though most people know it's not. So it's like, you have to do stuff. And until wrestlers break that, like, you know, when they, they break the code and they go out of that and be like, man, whatever. And it's like, that's like, kind of like the code to not do that well the reason i brought that up was because we're talking about vince mcmahon retiring and then somehow we're talking about basketball and then i started to say kind of what we've been discussing i was like why are we so hell-bent that if games are not fixed like what if they are like we we can accept all other things right we can accept all other things in entertainment we understand that marvel's not real we understand that Avatar is not real, or these movies are not real, and even sometimes reality TV show is not real. We're not some, yeah. sometimes it's like it's it's not. It's we can not. understand that, but the yeah. moment sports, pro sports, is not real, we we have a disgusting feeling to it. And what if it's just like, hey, hey guys, today's uh, based off the analytics today, people will be more upset if this happens today, so we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. It draws ratings. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It draws. Why is I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, I I would hate it. I would definitely obviously hate it if the Lakers were set up to fail. But this is like, why why is it that way? Like stepping outside of myself and my feelings, like, why are we why are we so upset that we can tell that everything else on entertainment on our TV is fake for the most part, you know? But sports have to be so real. Or or better yet, like not even just sports, right? Let's just say Let's just say, like, in rap, too, right? You know, like, some rappers, you're not a real rapper if you don't write your own your own lyrics, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of singers that don't write their own lyrics, and they're still singers. Mm-hmm. They're still artists. You know what? Actors don't write their own plays. Mm-hmm. But there's heart-set things on certain things that are like, nah, you ain't real. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, who was listening, don't mind me. I, I had a gummy. I'm just playing on hey, take that stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> yo, but I think you have a point there because in all honesty, I think I think the reason why people want it to be what it is is because they want to believe that something is of chance. Like anything could happen. And yeah. the sad possibility is that oh no, everything is just kind of being fed, spoon fed to you. You know, or at least yeah. trying to control, you know, your behavior in whatever manner. At least that's what I'm thinking in my craziest, you know, mind. Um, but what they can do is just make it good entertainment. You know, once they break that fourth wall, I mean, it's so embedded in in its in its game already. You know, um, I think they could just lean on just the game itself. I'm not really yeah. big with the kind of you know, like kind of. Uh, social justice shit that they're really on to be honest because i think it just yeah. kind of demeans the the audience because i think it, sports doesn't really need it so obviously there must be something going on with ratings or something or they think that maybe this will push but whatever the case is it's just you know just you could build good storylines there the nba right now is at an interesting uh, interesting point you know there's a lot of talent in the nba um I think with you know where media is at now, I think it could capitalize on it, and it it has a world reach, you know, better than most sports. 
currently in the United States. So, yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was uh, I, was, I was watching something, and I didn't watch this entirely, but the, the thing was uh, Mookie Betts had a shirt at the All Star game saying there needs to be more blacks in the stands, right? Mm. Like something like that, right? Like he wants to see more of these stands, which is which then turned into Skip Skip Bayless and whatever talking about. Yeah, is he right? And then there was a part where it's like baseball for some has fallen off. You know, it, it the 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 like the value, like a lot of people have feel like baseball is dying off. Now I'm not in baseball to sit there and say it is or it isn't. I know that when I was younger I did watch it. And even when I, and even when, when there was a steroid there, I watched it, right? Somewhere down my adult life, I started to stop watching it. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, whatever. And I will watch it once in a while, but it's not something, granted, too, I don't watch basketball as religiously, but it's not something I watch religiously. Or or I don't. Even, I wouldn't even watch it two or three times. Like Apple TV now has Friday games on it, and I checked it out once. I was like, this is cool, and I stopped. Mm-hmm. You know? So I wonder if that, that's, that at some point, but then also like right now, right, let me just get back to baseball. I do pay attention to what's being said. Like the dude from the Angel angels the, the the pitcher guy is one of the greatest we've ever seen in a very long time for what Bruce. He, oh, at least what they're saying yeah at least what you're saying like from pitching to to smash right modern day even though Bruce, i think bro. even though i keep thinking that uh what's that kid from i think he's on philly now bryce harper yeah even though i think bryce harper has been a pretty good phenom since he's been in like he's mm-hmm. smashed it ever since like just solid all-around player because every time I think of like uh, judge and judge and whatever, I feel like they're one sided. Uh-huh. Right? They're, 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 they're definitely they're definitely bruising on me. They always seem like Bryce Harper was good on both ends, you know, mm-hmm. um, since he was a kid. Because he was one of those first ones like when I'm out of high school, like, and I'm talking about 16 years old, like, I'm not doing this, I'm going straight here. Um, anyways, I'm burning off. But the dude from, from the Angels is like, like when people were talking about, it, I was like, we've never seen a player like this ever, and that's how amazing he is. Mm-hmm. Modern day Babe uh, Ruth, man, he pitched and hit like almost forty bombs in the same season. Yeah, I'm like, God damn, and he pitched legit. It wasn't no like, oh, I'm relief. Like he had starts and struck out motherfucker. He was the real deal. So it was just, it's cool to see. Like, yeah, I don't know the true numbers either. Um, I mean, I think both sports are thriving. Uh, it just depends probably what media platform you're following. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think all of it should just be – just write it better. Like, get some, like, good writers on there. Like, this is what people are watching, you know. And if you would need to keep the veil of illusion, because I think the one thing is this. I'm maybe 90-10 on that. 10% thinking this because sports betting is now becoming more prevalent. Yeah. So let's just say maybe the outcome isn't determined, but it's more like a, a WWE situation for real, where if it's a close game, okay, they could kind of maybe swing it a little bit. If it's a blowout, they're already making plans like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a promo package for this. Here's the storyline we're going to hit. Do this and that. Let's just run with this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they have a whole. Yeah. So, so I get, I get saying it's like, it's like, all right, let's see what happens. And then when it goes a certain way, you see the outcome is like, all right, now we're going to lean into this. We're yeah. going, as we see this, we're going to kind of force this, but we're not going to do it too where it's like, it's well scripted, but what we're going to do is we're going to lead people to a certain thing and hopefully 
it plans out. But we will try without meddling with the game to get it to, to have the angels in the outfield. <laughs> you know, angels on on the come on. You know man. What I'm saying? They don't want to make it blatant, but they do have a, a storyline now. How organic was the Lakers, you know, success or the Dodgers or the, you know, the New York Yankees, like it's storied. It's before our time, you know, a lot of these mm. uh, legacies. So we just kind of accept it. You know, we don't really look into it. I'm not over here like rocking dude, Bob McAdoo, bro. You see them highlights, man, Bob McAdoo killing it, bro. Or fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, Kareem, Oh, Lou Alcindor. When he was at UCLA, I'm watching replay. I mean, watching, I mean, I don't watch it like that. I see some highlights, but I don't watch it. Like I'm fanning. Cause it's all, and today, like, what are we watching today? So that's why I'm thinking about, like, dude, I think that they leave it up to chance and they have it covered because the more characters the game has, the better storylines you could draw. That's why I would like, yeah. you know, MLB for a casual fan to hear Otani and to hear even Bryce Harper as of now um, is crazy because there's a whole new sleuth of like new players, but I mean, obviously, those are like enthusiasts that are into them. But these motherfuckers are signed like 10 year deals, so I'm looking at it, I'm like, there is some yeah. fun players coming yeah. up, like, they are fun because Angels, Angels signed whoever for 10 year for like whatever, and they're talking about uh, uh, the, the Japanese dude to almost surpass it, like, almost get like oh. 600 million for a 10 year deal, you know what I'm saying? And Easily. first of all, the 10 year deal is ridiculous, right. Like in in basketball, you're like, oh, four years, whatever. You're like, hey. And then again, Magic Johnson had like a lifetime deal for like twenty, like twenty year deal for a million at that time. But you know, um, but like ten year deal, yeah, six hundred million. I would play for this team, and it was crazy because that's like, and the major league is like, yep, we're going to do this ten year deal, and we're gonna stick with that, right? Um, but like, I, who was the other dude? Because that. Tatis or whatever, whatever, oh, like yeah, that Fernando guy, Tatis, like, yeah. and he's a second, and he's a, he's another second generation baseball Legacy player, though, player, yeah. right? Legacy, Legacy yeah. player. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he got like I feel like I think for me, why baseball kind of fell off is that yeah, it, it, at least for me, at least to, for me, and maybe to people of color or whatever, black people, is that it it doesn't have swag. But then when you see Tatis and some players are like, oh, they got swag. It's just not, it's like weird. They don't want to showcase it that much. You know what I'm saying? Not yet, but they're young. Not yet. But they were showcasing it, like, yeah, last that, year. That, that it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, because now they're allowing the bat flips or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Right, try to change it up to where, like, like, all right, let's lower let's lower the pitch count, you know? Mm-hmm. They're trying to make so their little like, improvements, man. So so this kind of veers into where, where I do kind of agree with them. Uh, Mookie is like for some reason I think like if you if you attach yourself to hip hop culture or that culture it's gonna blow up worldwide in a way you know what I'm saying because we talked about this that's where the majority general do like I'm I'm laughing because you know when we were off I was talking about a friend who I, I met up with and they lived in uh, Kansas like well they're at Missouri right. And her daughter, like, you know, uh, white girl, whatever, living in Missouri. And I'm like, oh, who you listen to right now? Who's your favorite artist? She's like, Tupac. And I'm like, girl, you're 16 years old, white, living in Missouri. And your favorite person, a musician is Tupac, right? That's what I was thinking. It's not dishonor. But it was like, it was like, yeah, I really love gangster rap right now. I'm just sitting there like, and it makes me laugh because it's like, that's how powerful that 
you know, whatever it is about a certain culture, and I'm not trying to even like pat the back on, but a black American culture for some reason tends to draw people in to watch whatever goes on. And if you add that with some of the Latino swag mixture, because that now if you're looking at the the, the the Latino swag, now of them got curly hair, but then the beard, but then they got like a swag or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about, right? Like it's like it's a it's like a crossover between the the two in a way, and they're they're killing it. But if you add that swag into more people, I feel like more people are gonna watch. And I I feel the same way even with maybe even golf, you're gonna see more people watch, you know, when you th- throw a little bit of swag on it or whatever. Hip hop is the I, I, flavor I mean, of the culture, man. It, it, do, do I sound like I'm just sound like, talking on my ass or something? Man? I mean, we could be in some weird, like, this is only in our world type of thing, but yeah, you can I, identify the idea that you could watch, like, a you know, a commercial on a dentist or something, and they'll use like a hip hop beat. That's just how subtle yeah. it is now. Before, they used to be like, you know, orchestras or piano music or, you know, light jazz or something. But now that is like, I don't know, this is being watched and majority of the music you're going to hear is going to be some form of, you know, that. So that leads you to at least understand that whatever that is, it's permeated to like pop culture. This is embraced worldwide. This is the sound of, you know, now. Uh, I don't know if it's the sound of the future, but it's been the sound of, you know, uh, now-ish. And it's just crazy how it's just so ingrained into, you know, pop culture like they're selling hagen or popsicles with you know sir mix a lot or one of them references one of them hip-hop you know old school people whoop there it is yeah. 95 south i'm like well this is like a ice cream commercial this is crazy this one i have never been allowed before like what is this <laughs> and, but, and now that's like the norm like oh go, go ahead here he goes right yeah that, like, it was weird it's so weird i was watching i was watching miss marvel right it, which is a, a show on disney plus and who who doesn't sponsor us? So I might not sponsor that. Um, and I'm watching it, and then they they do they do like a, a Pakistani background or whatever. But in the show, you have Pakistani uh, rappers, and it's just funny. Like rap music has there was a thing that I was watching where there's like rap music has also became the word the the music for the masses to talk about injustices throughout the world. You know. True. And and it was like it, it to me just like sometimes, you know, because we we sometimes feel like we're Americans and we harbor all the all the cool stuff. So when we hear other cultures do it, we're like, what is this? This is weird. Hmm. But what they're really doing is just you know, accepting what they enjoy about certain things and then making it theirs. It's kinda like food, right? Was the first person who made chicken be like, hmm, you can't have it, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Here's, we chick- are in here's chicken. Try it out, right? Man, whoever came up with Black American culture, that fool should get like his own. I don't know. Like it, it was uh, dollar it, or something. Actually, he should be actually, on the money. I actually, <laughs> actually, uh, I actually looked it up. It was Theodore Rufus the third, 
Theodore Rufus. <laughs> Rufus the is Rufus the most associated name with any reference of black people prior to 1920 no. or something? <laughs> that's probably, yeah. Hey, that's my cousin Rufus. Okay, see, because I hear the name and I'm like, that's such a know. common name. Like, know. it's a funny name. I don't know. I don't know. Just, you can't say Rufus and then be serious. You can't see like Denzel Washington as Rufus. In, I mean, as maybe Rufus. not. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Denzel could flip that and make it hella cool, but. Usually it's something of you would laugh if you hear the name. I was actually talking about my name the other day. I was like, I was like, because there's certain just names that go with a certain. Like you say, Jerome's like you're not gonna see a white person named Jerome most of the time. It's rare. It's rare, you know. Like just like Dante Demichinjo was like Dante. They used to call him White Dante, right? It's like you don't see a lot of Dantes that are white, right? It's weird. <laughs> it's weird how like a like a name gets associated with just a group. Like hey, that's it. You're no one else can have it, right? So as I said, that I was like, I was like, man, really, I don't know. There's like rare that you see white people with the name Marcus. Mark, but yeah, no, Marcus. Yeah, I was like, no, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, like all of a sudden, oh, too many Mark, too many Marcuses that are black. We could just call it some Mark. I'm gonna cut, cut, cut it off. I'm just joking around, but it's I not. Maybe I, I don't. See, I don't see it often, right? And and if and it's like rare. It's not that it doesn't exist. It's just rare. And I'm like, I don't really see because every time I watch a show, and for some odd reason, every time I watch a show like a movie and there's a black dude, that's kind of awkward. The guy's name is Marcus. <laughs> it's like you know, Mar- Marcus Dolan. Think about Boomerang. His name was Marcus, <laughs> right? <laughs> Then you watch. Then you watch Bad Boys. Then you have Martin Lawrence's character is Marcus. Oh, you know? okay. There was another okay. show I was watching on HBO, and the guy's name was Marcus uh, Williams or something. I was like, "What's going on?" Interesting. Like, like I was like, "Is is Marcus like associated with black people?" But but I'm only saying that like as I don't know all the Marcuses, but it's just like, and and what time did that become the norm? And you know, like you see, like at one point in the mid 90s or when we started to become 25 or whatever you started seeing people come into the nba call with d duh the or tra right like deandre oh, yeah, andre yeah, yeah, yeah. lamello yeah, 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 yeah. you know yeah. demarcus you know yeah, yeah, yeah. d'angelo when was marcus created i mean the ryan <laughs> yeah. john you know yeah. you know like all of a sudden it was the duh la, or tra's on and we used to joke around about that a couple years ago you know, and so there's like a, a name convention that goes with certain type of particular eras, you know. Oh, that is interesting. Marcus era. I mean, Marcus Aurelius. I know that. I mean, like, and like I said, because most people will say that, like, I'm just saying people, you know, you know, like but maybe he was black, Aurelius, though. I mean, you see his beard, you know. That's what I'm saying. That's curly he as fuck. Had, he, you got I a mean, perm in his beard. Yeah, like, what's cur- he doing? It was it was curly as fuck, man. Yeah. He probably he probably talked to Barry White and got the natural juices and berries put into it. You know, they did have like grapes on their helmets and shit. Like, exactly, like, had grapes natural everywhere. juices and berries. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a joke, but it's real though. No, uh, yeah, the era of Marcus. That is interesting. Names are just fascinating in general. One, it's like. Yeah. Where they come from, the origin, its meaning, the power. It's just that is funny though. I had never noticed that. But I assume everybody does that because I remember that too when characters are named like Ryan. Um, I just can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. But well, well, like for a while, I feel like in the mid 80s, right? Like, so I'm not I'm surprised there's not more Michaels, right? When mm-hmm. when in the 80s you had Michael Jackson, Michael J. Fox, Mike Tyson, 
<laughs> like running it. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, did, did I not say him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did. Okay. No, and maybe I didn't. Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, and Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then Michael Jackson. Did I say it? Uh, uh, yeah, know, Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. Well, yeah, there you go. You said it now. Jordan, Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I, I feel like I'm forgetting one, but anyway, like you had the era of Mike. Yeah. Yeah, actually, actually, it's four. Yeah, it's Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, Michael J. Fox, and then Michael Jackson. So those are, yeah. So like, yeah, the era of Michael in the 80s <laughs> that ran it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you might have a point there. That is, yeah, that is, how did things become trend like that? Like, is that something they float out? Like, I, I always think about, like, you know, I always think, like, it's just an experiment. That's an interesting experiment. Because as you're saying that, I'm trying to think, like, I'm pretty sure there's a stats about this somewhere. Just, like, common names or names boom a name boom during this era like what how does that even yeah. how does that even happen like how do people even how do you even know you know what i'm saying yeah like like that's that's the weird thing about like stereotypes or whatever goes on is there like a bat signal is there uh uh is there like a filipino cancel that gets together is like hey guys guess what guys we're now gonna name our kids ryan john we're gonna give them definitely biblical names there's gonna be two names, right? <laughs> Brian Paul, you know, or or or, or John Paul, uh, you know, the, the, the term in there, you know. Why? Because like, even even your brother, I was like thinking about this earlier today. I was like, Amir, that's more of a Muslim-based name, isn't it? Oh, the mysteries of uh, my brother's name are a million. Amir. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know. You know, when I think about history, I the only reason why I'm so fascinated is because I remember trying to figure out what I was, and that's what really sparked it. And to this day, it's still a mystery, but I try my best to try to find more. I could not know. And my brother's name just proves the whatever that is, because I'm like, I, they, the spelling's unique, and clearly it has ties to, you know, the original spelling or the first spelling, A-M-I-R. And you yeah. know that already has its own, you know, special meanings and all that. So I'm like, was your was your brother born in the United States? In the Philippines. Okay. Uh, this is why I wonder because I didn't know I didn't know when I went to the Philippines that this is a large Muslim group. Like, there's only a huge Muslim group in Philippines, in the Philippines, right? And I didn't know that. And so when I was thinking about it, I was like, Amir, and I was just wondering, like, what's was the was the association originally back from? Um, Muslim grounds. When did when did a Muslim group get there? Was it always there, or was it, you know these are just I'm rambling, but there's this. Hey, I had those questions all the time, man. Because when I figured that out, and I do have, I believe I do have uh, people I am associated with through blood that uh, may or may not be of the you know Muslim faith that live in you know certain parts of the country. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think is amazing. You know, Muslim culture, to my understanding, is quite a peaceful culture. I'm big fans of famous Muslim people. Uh, I think when you realize it, at least the way that the stats provide, Muslim faith is the most practiced, like, in the world. You know, that's, that's not crazy. It's just with the Philippines. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I think I came across information on how real it is, but they have the longest standing uh, Muslim, uh, like, uh, 
whatever it is like they were there for so long because even when spanish people came and invaded they never took that territory so they've been one of the more longer standing uh muslim colonies supposedly i i don't know you know that's hundreds of years ago but yes there are a lot of muslim people there is my brother muslim sometimes i think about it sometimes who knows Cause I'm over here with a mustache. That was the time we, me and him, my brother, got together. He had like the beard going, and I had my mustache, and I had like a little head wrap I have, so I look like a turban almost. And yeah, my brother's yeah. name's Amir, and we're over here laughing and just you know cracking jokes. And I'm like, dude, if someone was like spying on us, they'd be like, yo, these dudes are dangerous. <laughs> like we need to stop. They're these guys. insurgents. They're yeah, insurgents right now, right? Look at me, bro. I look like the sheep. The, I should have the, shoes the, that have pointy yeah, tips on yeah, them or something, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. But it is interesting. The uh, the uh, Muslim... Uh, th- How do we even get onto Muslim? Like, Where did that come from? Well, it was, it was talking about names. It was talking about names. And then I talked about your brother's name. Oh, names, yes. The wonder, names are yes. I wonder, yeah. Yeah, because so. it's reflective of the time, right? Time and space, time and area, you know, depending on... Yeah. You know, it'll be reflective of that. That's why I was like, oh, this is some weird social experiment. But this is crazy. Kind of cool, actually, if you really think about it. We're really learning about ourselves right now. Like it's almost like we're coming to the dawn of finding out all of this shit. It's inevitable. Like what you talk about, like, yeah, you could get with the fact that, you know, this shit might be all entertainment. And you know what? Good. Let's make it better and just accept it that way. I mean, that's maybe what's happening. Wouldn't the world be more fun that way, though, instead of being so serious? I don't know. But I think it's been that way for so long. I think people either have realized that or, you know, not aware of it. But either way, the shit's entertaining. So that's why it's not all doom and gloom because if you really look at it, it's you're like, this is some fascinating shit going on. Like you can look into anything either. You know, if you're thinking sports, just look into sports. You know, if you're into politics, do that. Uh, you know, cats, dogs, you could go into any little rabbit hole you want now and just kind of discover, you know, whatever the world is. It's a strange place, but I think we're only learning that now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Come on, man. The, I've heard this funny. shit. I heard this shit on Twitter. I was on Twitter, uh, and then you know it was getting late. But uh, this lady in New Zealand, I think the Prime Minister. I don't know how real this is, but she was like, "Okay, everybody, if the news out there isn't our news, do not trust it. It is not correct." I was like, "Damn, that's." But see, they they've been trying to do that to us too, like the whole misinformation thing. Like I'm like, man, what is going on? Speaking of the Philippines. They said there was a 7.0 magnitude earthquake strikes in the northern Philippines, impactful in Manila. When? Uh, I just was on CNN. Um, says, oh, so it says July 27th, which is based off of their time, 12.39 a.m. Eastern time. So um, I guess wherever they're at, it's almost a day ahead because, you know, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, man. Yeah. Oh man. The only thing I think was like earthquakes, tsunamis now. Because I, I don't when I was younger I didn't really think anything of it, but now it's like, oh, these tsunamis be getting hit by is everything all right? Or like Oh yeah, that's that's pretty far up there. Earthquakes are fascinating. I don't know what those things are. 
I don't know. Yeah. They're strange. I know that. I'm trying to like I'm on this little kick of trying to figure out like, you know, natural disasters and trying to come up with a alternate, you know, theory on what they could be aside from what they tell it's us. A, it's a, it's a, I mean, I've seen this movie called The Eternals and it's a, it's a it's just the eternal waking up from its slumber. <laughs> it's what is a, the it's eternal? A, uh you never seen that you never seen that movie Eternals Marvel? Oh. So the the idea of it was right like you have these beings that are protecting the earth, right? Mm. And they um they're protecting the earth, but they find out later on that they're actually machines that are made by um, these things called celestials. And what they do is they protect the earth so earth can grow and overpopulate. And the natural energy that we create help give the celestial body uh, power to, to grow. And so what they do is they infect a seed into a, like a plant that has living form. And then once it gets enough uh, body or energy from the, the bodies of humans and living with life, then it grows into a celestial and that world just gets destroyed. Mm. And so uh, the, and the joke is when you hear like violent earthquakes is because the it's 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 imagine kind of like like a bird cracking from its shell, you know what I'm saying? Or any, I guess, living thing, because now you think about it, we, we have an egg, a sperm, and then we grow into it and crack from that shell into a being yeah. yeah i've heard of that uh i could relate i haven't seen the movie but uh, your description reminds me of something i've heard about the idea of what earthquakes might be i don't know where it's from but it's kind of like uh like you said like maybe something you know cracking or opening um i've heard mm -hmm. somebody say that that's associated with like very high nutrient high like very you know like you would almost say supernatural stuff that comes out from that. And it's almost beneficial or good to be around stuff like that. Cause you get it like right from the source, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a whole new disbursement of, you know, fantastic shit again, even though it's all chaos, but what's being released from the earth is a whole, you know, richness of stuff. And that's why the Philippines, I mean, every year they're always, you know, susceptible to this because they live on, you know, as they say, whatever the fault line is, which I don't know what that really means, but it is fascinating how the whole ring of fire and that whole thing, like the fault lines, I'm like, okay, if I'm alternative thinking, then that has to be maybe, you know, maybe some weird resource or energy source around that to mm -hmm. cause these things because, or some natural formation, you know, underneath all that. Uh, something like that because i'm just trying to think of it differently because i don't know if i really buy the whole earth magma crust all that nonsense just because it's too far it's too deep i was like nah man once i figured out seven miles deep was the farthest we went i was like how the fuck do we know there's a little circle of sun down there with all these layers if we don't if we never went down that you know what i'm saying like that far yeah I'm baffled by that i was like i can't agree with it so now i'm trying to rethink just natural disasters like what are so they? You, you'd be more okay with people to say I don't know, opposed to yeah, get, giving guesstimations based off of stuff. I mean, you could give me kind of you know whatever the book idea is, which you know whatever it is, depending on the field of study, but it's more or less generally the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you just say I don't know, I was like, okay, cool. So that means you know you're willing to at least entertain a different thought, and it, it could be all entertainment, but it's just it's fascinating to me because those things are real, you know, like even living in California, we've, we felt an earthquake here, even though it might've been in the Bay area, we, we, we get the effects here. And mm -hmm. what they say about Sacramento is, you know, we're in the Valley and we're kind of surrounded by higher elevation things. So in the case that something 
crazy happens, you know, we could get, you know, flooded in or some some type of shit like that. I'm like, huh, that's definitely a thing. So what was it before? Because I'm to believe now I'm thinking, okay, then Sacramento must have been underwater at some point. And then I look it up and like in the early 1900s, Sacramento was underwater for like, I don't know, like two, three years. Like old sack, there's people like on rowboats and the water's up to like the mid-level. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, shit like that. I'm like, damn, how can we never hear about this? Especially if you're going to school, it would be cool to know kind of history of the place you live at as opposed to like, here, all these people from, you know, Eastern Europe. And like, we, like you know, our school, our school history got destroyed. We don't even know the truth behind that. And only us would have to tell people where the true butler's at. Uh, see, they're trying, to just, they're trying to delete us from the game. Well, I, what, I, what I'm getting at is like sometimes, sometimes the history, right? Like sometimes you have to talk to the people that lived there very long, the elder people who are now passing away. That they was like, so what happened here, really? No, see, what happened here was this, right? Yeah. That's what they sound like because it could sound mm-hmm. like what really happened here was many years ago. There was a dust bowl happening. And then, right, there was blah, blah, the great rain of 19. 19- 1952 or 14 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And we flooded. And then because we didn't have aqueducts or whatever, blah, 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 we created aqueducts <laughs> and then we made this thing called the Tomish. Because that's, you know, like, because the Tomish is supposed to be like a flood zone, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there's like big fears now that we don't have any water because also they're, they're talking about like certain places in now, depending on who's or not, certain places that were desert used to be thriving in the water and life. Theorize in certain areas. I've heard of you know that. What I'm I've heard of that. You know? Yeah, I've heard of it. Especially, yeah. especially the ones that don't have like sand, sand. It's like more clay. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Arizona. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. It's like you used to thrive within the water, evaporated or whatever. Which is, I mean, I can go into other stuff because I was, I was, I also heard like, you know, there's, there's like, you know, there's just talk about food shortages going on right now. Mm-hmm. Right, we're having food deserts, food shortage, and whatever. And then I saw someone post that how how the state, certain states, are trying to slow people from farming. Right, mm. and so depending on what theory you think, people are thinking like they're trying to create famine for us. Right, but then I had talked to another friend that we both know was talking about how the soil of the earth is fucked up because of we don't let it to replenish itself, like. Like when you don't let certain things happen to the soil itself, and and you're constantly farming on it, right? It's taking away its natural soil, and the land is fucked up, and that's what's also causing part of the the dehydration, drying, or whatever is over over farming. Mm, mm. So it just depends on which side you 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 know you choose to believe. You know, I I don't. I mean, obviously we can't. I don't know how much we can trust the government completely. But. Oh, fuck the government. Uh, I think that I think you're right. Uh, or one of your friends is. I think they're both right in the idea that they're trying to take away farming uh, and trying to create famine. I think famine is the most extreme, but they're definitely trying to put us in a position where they're going to dangle food in front of us possibly. And we got to like jump through hoops to get it now mm-hmm. to some degree. You know what I'm saying? It's a possibility in its worst case. The other side of it, well, you know, we're not allowing the soil to replenish. Um, you know, we are using a lot of resources just to farm this much food. And I agree because that is happening, especially in California. 
unfortunately, these are humongous farms. You know, we've gotten to the point where California produce, where, you know, we're providing produce uh, not only to this state, but to a lot of other states. Uh, our stuff's being trucked out. We're trucking stuff in. You know what I'm saying? You go to the produce market, you see shit coming from all parts of the countries. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think what is missing, at least from what I understood, uh, I follow like this farmer guy from time to time on YouTube. Um, not that long ago, most people used to just live on farms. Mm. Like families just lived on farms, like Little House on the Prairie, that whole shit. Like uh, everybody just used to live on farms. So they knew how to live off the land or their community was really small, but, you know, maybe someone would just, you know, be raising cattle or do some trades. But for the most part, everybody just lived off the land. You have a bunch of kids, yeah. and then they help you on the land and then it just keeps on going, you know, and then you'll have that little schoolhouse, you know, the little house that's near the neighborhood. And it's just like, you know, a couple rows and then it's just a small classroom. That was the, I guess, the idea back then. And then all of a sudden shit just hella changed where, all right, institutionalized, bigger communities, you know, uh, more population. Okay, come in. Okay, we uh, do the groceries for you, or you know, you just kind of cut off that idea of being many sustained. Years, many, many moons ago, the natives used to like they used to mo be nomads, right? They would farm for the time being, and then they'll get up and let that replenish, go somewhere else, and then farm. There's a certain set of Native Americans that would do that. Do you remember hearing about that? I've heard about this. Yes, right. Where they'll get up, boom, we'll go somewhere else. And kind of let the land heal itself for the time being, and then it'll come back during certain seasons or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. And we don't do that. Yeah, it's actually funny because like I was just uh, partial things. I was like, because I have a bigger backyard, I was like, I really need to just start farming my own stuff. And then I, when I was at meeting up with my friend that I haven't seen in years, uh, her aunt and uncle, like they they grow their own food in the backyard, and they were doing aquaphonics. Which is different than hydro hydroponics, right? Or is either aquaponics or hydro, but it's aquaponics, which is what you're doing is you're using fish and you're using the poop from the fish to fertilize mm -hmm. the the uh, the food, which was very interesting. I was like, okay, yeah, I've heard of this. This is a, a growing trend amongst uh, people who are trying to self-sustain. Mm -hmm. I think it's smart. I think more options, the better. I think both exist. Like I said, I think the, the key point for me, in my opinion, is to get away from big, just big farming in general. Just yeah. get away from having to rely because we, we go to grocery stores, grocery stores, try to get the best deals. Hence why it makes a demand for bigger companies to consume bigger companies. So you get a wholesale price. But, you know, there's a lot of shortcuts there. You know, a lot of land, a lot of runoff, um, you know, varying opinions on it. I think it's just better suited to a little more of a smaller operation. You don't have to run a farm, but at least, you know, learn, you know, the basics or just understand it and how it all works and, you know, shit like that. And just kind of working diet. I think, you know, I'm always talking on my other pod about like the, like the nutrition ladder. And, you know, I think everybody eats differently and I think more people should, you know, explore their different habits because I don't think we're supposed to be eating as much as you know people do you know in in relation to physical activity that's just a general theme i think i think because you know traveling to different places you see a lot of different you know just cultures and america definitely has that situation 
where there's an abundance of you know food options, food everywhere. Food's just like, which is the weird part, right? Like on the flip, on the flip side, it's like so. This is I mean I'm not trying to say the government does this or not. This is the thing about in America, right? You damn if they do, right? You have too much. We're abundant. We're fat. We're obese. We don't have to control ourselves. Then there's like let's hold back on the food. We're overabundant. We're using up the soil. They're trying to create famine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, when in reality, when there's been, there's been like you said, like there's been showing like America, we have, we're we're usually considered way way more beasts than most other countries. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of it too has to do with the preservatives and the sugars and stuff like that. Yeah, that was just in our era. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. it wasn't that long ago. Like we just happened to grow up in that era, and the era before, you know, just doesn't didn't pass that down or. You know, whatever happens to moving people inland. Uh, but this is a trend that I've seen in different countries, especially like I've seen that in the Philippines. That's kind of happening where a lot of people from the countryside are being pushed in for, you know, natural factors or lack of work, lack of resources, whatever it is. Like, it seems like it's by design because, you know, what ends up happening is like, OK, vacated, you know, big business comes in or government comes in or both. So you start buying up yeah. That? yeah. Yeah, at, at the fucking, you know, fucking. Oh, I'm sorry, family, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Gig, gig, gig. Now we get it at a price. Yeah. We're, oh, we're going to feed you guys. Now we're yeah. gentrifying your town of everyone, but mainly the minorities. Yeah. <laughs> you can't afford it. I mean, that is, it's more of a class thing. It's not necessarily like a. A, a racial thing it's it's interesting because there is something going on i don't know what my well I, be, I believe is. that but it's definitely weird when class and race tend to clash together right when there's a certain class of when there's a certain race of people who tend to not be in that class and even when they are in that class they're still sometimes looked lower than you know mm-hmm. so so i i i think yes class your finance in in your class matters more but I also think that there's trailing effects of being a certain culture of it, you know? Like, think, think this for a minute. Now, granted, this is a different country, but, you know, how even in certain Asian cultures, right, you have some that seem to be more imperialistic, more holy, like, I want to say Japanese are usually, uh, I guess, tend to, from my understanding, tend to be like the more noble, the more whatever, right? And then there's levels of how that falls. And let alone, like, even if it wasn't necessarily just race with the Asian culture or the different, but even the skin texture, right? If you are lighter porcelain skin, you are looked to be more, more at that, at one point, deemed to be more desirable because you're not an outside worker. Mm. You're, you know, like, like I, I mean, I used to have when I when I was doing dialysis, I would have nurses say, "Yeah, you know, they would look at the darker ones, darker Filipinos, less than the ones that were lighter." So, uh, so I do, I think it's because I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it's all in black or whatever or whatever, but a race or Mexican. But I, I won't take that away and say it, that that doesn't have a factor to it. You know what I'm saying? That's not the the piece it's not it's just not the whole puzzle if that makes sense mm. it's not the defining puzzle yeah there is something inherited that with certain cultures especially you know asian cultures there is some kind of stigma with darker skinned people i've definitely you know come across or seen it's strange because that bit of information gets out you may or may not have ever witnessed it 
or you know experienced it but it is something that you know you you do see it does show up in you know like the the difference between people in the audience versus people on stage type of situation like with you know certain types of programming that they have you know on tv for them um yeah i don't know yeah same thing like yeah other asian cultures light-skinned it it's a big thing that is strange and i don't know if that's inherited learned i mean it's even black culture right like I, what i'm saying is like, oh yeah like you're, you're, light, you're lighter you're lighter the lighter skin people usually just turn to be prettier cooler house negroes or whatever so okay how about this so do africans do that to each other that part i don't know uh, that part i don't know interesting uh white people do they do that to each other Like, is there a hierarchy? Like, oh, you Guinea, or you uh, Irish, or you redhead, or well, 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 you Raven. Well, well, I would say at one point that was the case. Supposedly, according to history, was if you weren't a certain white, you were an indentured servant when you came into America. Oh, really? It was like a form of like it was a form of slave. Because I want to say that's that's part of the reason why. Italians and Irish started to create more mobs and groups. They're they mafia the... type group. They're gangs because they were considered the lower class, you know. Oh. And 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 whatnot. But what happens too is that because they're less, they can blend in more, right? Than people of color, right? That's the thing. But um. As far as blacks and Af- like Africans, what they do, I don't know. I, I don't know this, the history on that either. You know, I would like to know. I like to know every country, but I could agree with you at least from my experience uh, in how the Philippines is, uh, you know, kind of presented in what I see. I would, you know, err on the side that that probably seems more likely. Um, yeah, that is strange. Yeah, I don't know if that's learned or not. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we're more confused because it doesn't seem as homogenous as I think, you know, or they make it seem to be. It doesn't seem like we're all the same. It's like, like for instance, like Filipino people, right? When I was out there, I was like, yo, I've seen like, what? This is a strange place because these are all the same type of people, but from every island to every island, it was like, yeah, everybody looked kind of different. Like different, different dialect, different. Yeah, it's different. like a thousand or whatever. Like, say, or yeah, I'm like, no. this is, is this supposed to be one people? I was like, wait. And then I started thinking about other, you know, cultures, other, you know, places I've at least visited just to kind of really think about it. I'm like, oh, no, there's like way more diversity there's like diversity within the diversity of the diversity, you know. That yeah, whole, yeah. I mean, I mean, I used to do that with like Black Americans. Like, I look at, like, so I look at, like, I look at, like, what causes people to have. I mean, obviously, it's mixing race, but then I look at like people in certain towns, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to you go to Louisiana, you have the mixture of French, you have the you have the um, what is it, mulatto people, mm-hmm. but then you are using like either you have the Creole light skin look, right, or the French Creole look. Then sometimes in certain parts of of New Orleans because of the melting pot, then you got the really dark 
But then I look at Alabama, right? And Alabama has like this whole like, you know, strong dark skin gene, but then my family comes from there, which is lighter. Now granted, you gotta factor in, well, where did that come from? You know, most likely slave owners passed down, you know, because you have some lighter people from Alabama as well. But then when I look at some black people, I'm like, okay, the hair structure and skin structure, the nose structure, you know, like this it's just it, it is fascinating. You know, the only people that I would say that are very defined are from, I would hate to say, from the original source, right? You can like and even then, right? Even then, let's say we go to you go to Africa, right? Then you're like, well, Ethiopian people look different than people from I just lost my Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. Like different look to the skin, you know, how they go across stuff. And this is like, okay, like Ethiopians, I want, if I could be wrong, I want to say, I just want to clarify. No, know. Ethiopians look different. Uh, Ethiopians look more like the, the Middle Eastern, but the skin texture is more like black people, Puerto like kind of like me, like kind of like me, but then, yeah. but then I have like the eyes that are a little bit different, you know, oh, more yeah, pronounced yeah, yeah. eyes or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, like, like almost like they have like a, a you know they they were mixed, but it's like, it's like it's like um, it's like it's like I'm, I have dark coffee, but then I put a little bit of cream in there. That's what they're like. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? and that's what I'm saying. Like it's so many different types. And when I started thinking about that, I was like, oh yeah, there is there's a lot of diversity. It's just, but a lot of people aren't aware of what that possibly could be the inc- the intricacies of these different types of groups. Cause it's like, so I'm, I'm to think that America is just a whole bunch of tribal cultures, all different types of colors. Like we was already here. That's what I'm thinking. Or like, there was a bunch of, you know, like Indians, which I'm thinking are Mexicans, Filipinos, Asians, all kind of clumped yeah. in. That's all one. And then black people, which I'm thinking is a whole bunch of other, you know, black tribes put together and then white people who was a whole bunch of other white people all put together, but they was all living as, as one united, probably living on earth. Like it was cool. Dude, and then they had to sell more on us. Like, Oh no, we really hate each other. We don't hate each other like that. Like why are they doing that to us? I always, always said, always said the Indian people from India are just black people with straight hair. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, I some of them the you see, I was, I was, yo, you have sorry. a point, dude. They look close to like Inuits or Pacific Islanders, but you go into that story, you're like, yeah, that's a whole mix of people. Like we've been intermingling this entire time. Like some, but you you could admit that there are you know kind of three to four different singular groups that probably a lot of people come from, or a combination yeah. of those things. And so then that leads you to believe it's like, yo, we're we're not homogenous, man. There's there's a different story that's being told. And I'm of the belief that, yo, we was all natives. You know what I'm saying? We was all doing dancing and song and singing and, you know, sharing in bounty and living in harmony and peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, there must have been something like that. And it wasn't that long ago. But for whatever reason, we lost all that knowledge and we're kind of just have amnesia about shit. And somebody's trying to tell us something. And we're like, yeah. But deep down, you're like, that don't make no sense, though. <laughs> yeah. But whatever, I guess there's no alternative. That's why I'm like, nah, I'm more of exploratory of trying to, uh, you know, casually look into, man, what is all this shit? What am I really? You know, 
I look at those mm-hmm. things. I, I think about first names. I think about last names, where the place is. I try to look through it through food exploration. I look at people who, you know, regular history documentaries, just kind of get any intel I can and just make my conclusions from there. But there's a lot more similarities around the earth than there are differences in a lot of ways. And you could attest to that too. You've been in a lot of, seen a lot of places you'll touch down and you'll kind of get acclimated more or less pretty quick. Cause you're like, Oh, it kind of has the same vibe of certain things. Nothing too far off. You know, they have like a little town center, got their little, market yeah, and shit. you know I'm, what I'm saying? Like, it's like, Oh, this is when, like, when I was in the Philippines, like most kids are the same. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. like kids want attention and most kids want to joke around and laugh, you know? And somewhere down the road, and like, and honestly, I think most people want to, but somewhere down the road, right? We we get bitter by life and say we can't be a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. I was uh, actually uh, I'm bringing this up because it was yesterday when I met my friends' kids. You know, the youngest one's about maybe nine or so, mm-hmm. and then I said something. I was like, "Oh, that's lit," or blah blah, blah joking around, and you know, just being being so just like she's like, "Oh, I see, you're one of those old people that want to be be cool and young." And I was just like, well, I was like, yeah. At a joke around, I was like, well, I have no kids, so it keeps me young. Ah, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I like why, like, because isn't it funny to think about like how we, all of a sudden, like, and I'll definitely say you probably, when you start to have a kid, you started to mature and act a little bit differently, faster. Oh, you know? sure. Before, when you didn't have that responsibility the same way, life was still. I mean, you still had a responsibility but it was just it was I, I would probably say it was you're having fun you know oh way different yeah way different right and so when i don't have kids and i can spend my money on whatever i want or do whatever i want and and go into my my hobbies why am i not laughing or staying young or staying youthful mm-hmm. you know that's true kids is gonna be kids man they hate us that's cool i'm like y'all gonna go through whatever y'all gonna go through we already yeah, did that so game. We true. out here living our best life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, good I, luck I being broke. One of, daughters, <laughs> one of my friends' daughters was like, "I don't trust. I don't trust adults." I'm like, "You're stupid. You're gonna be adults soon." Yeah. <laughs> you know, so sooner or later, you can't trust. I yourself. mean, shit, I'm pretty sure I said some stupid shit like that too. Oh yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's like, yo, you're gonna go through the experiment too. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're out here getting, you know, fucking dealing with this shit. So good luck with yours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm gonna live my life. Because it's funny because it's pop culture. You know what I'm saying? Kids think it's exclusive. You got to think like this. You're like, the fact that I said it, you are uncool. <laughs> yeah. That's what you should have said. You're like, oh, you think that? Oh, because I'm trying to be something. If I know it and I'm hip to shit and you think that shit's so cool, you should be ahead of me already. The fact that you know what I'm on the same page, you behind. Yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You behind. Come on now. Yeah, exactly. You know how that was when you was young and you saw somebody wear like old dude try to rock some pennies or something like Oh, God, as mm, I ain't wearing that shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or like trash. a Dada Supreme, Dada Supreme shirt. You're like, oh, dad, that brand just lost all respect. Oh, no. Oh, no. That I do old. Wearing... I can't be wearing that. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to let's end it because I have some questions on it. Oh, outside. yeah. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother. Sky high. Sky high. 7,072. Yes.